0: This special edition of the Lonesome Road 4th of July edition features interviews from Aesop Mitchell, Ring of Honor star the Beer City Bruiser, and JCW Deathmatch superstar Corp Robinson in a QA at ICW's Fan Appreciation Day. Roll the intro.
1: Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking
0: cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino, and we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening.
2: Look down, look down That lonesome road Before you travel
0: Welcome back to The Lonesome Road, part of the Grapple Talk Network, a podcast highlighting Midwestern independent wrestling. Thank you for tuning in. The name is AC Riley, a.k.a. Riles Maniles, a.k.a. that guy that uh, sends way too many, too many emails. But that's at work, and you don't know that, but now you do. Anyways, it's been a minute since uh, we last did this. About two weeks, just because uh, two weeks ago... Went over to NXT Takeover with a couple of the wrestlers. Super fun time. Um, Really, I'll brush on that in a second. Um, But no, seriously, hell of a time. But really, nothing uh, podcast worthy, just because it was just a lot of driving. Um, I mean, which is perfect for that. But it's in a minivan, and having you know, with me being the driver, because uh, RGG, regular guy gaming, Maru. He is—he's uh, the elder man of the driving uh, world. So nobody wanted him. He got voted out within an hour of the four-hour drive. Um, and I don't—I don't mind driving, and uh, that's why I do all these trips by myself. I don't mind the drives, um, but it was just one of those things where I couldn't really record people that were in the back of a minivan. Most people are in a minivan. They—they've uh, been in a minivan once in their life. They know that. Uh, you know somebody talking in the way back that might not pick up from the driver's side. And uh, case in point, I could barely hear the guy talking just with my ears. So imagine a iPhone recording device trying to pick up their voice, especially when it's Devlin Kane. He doesn't ever talk at all and you barely you have to you know, jack up uh, the audio every time he says a word. Um, but no, seriously, an experience, very expensive trip, but definitely worth it. Really cool to go to uh, to take over. Um, you know we had we had cheap seats, but it was about the experience. It was about being at the venue. It was being live for a takeover. Uh, the last time I actually got to an NXT live event, it was a house show in Chicago, oddly enough. But it was really cool to be able to go to an actual pay per view and just sit there and enjoy it. Uh, you know, thank you to uh, Jason Michaels, now knowing uh, knowing himself as uh, Jason Prentice. Going into the family name, so can't uh, can't really argue with that. That's a pretty solid way to go. Um, but no, seriously, a lot of fun. And plus two, we end up moving around. We end up finding uh, the Jack Daniel's Lounge, which had a nice view, uh, you know, opposite of the stage area. So that was great. And then uh, Devlin Kane with the silver tongue wink, he uh, he got us into a press box. How cool is that? We got to sit in a press box and enjoy Takeover so much that it was a cool experience that maru with jason michaels was was bitching like oh that's really cool you guys got to do the press box he was sitting front row so he's sitting front row he's right there in front of the action and he's jealous that we managed to get uh, some seats at a press box which if you've ever seen a press box you know it's very high up it's at you know at the top of the top of the world but you know because it was a press box it was that prestige um but anyways fuck maru right well no, but uh anyways regular guy gaming go check it out on the grapple talk network as i uh, bury him for being an asshole uh but no so less than time 10 miles away from waukesha kicking off a week of professional wrestling on july 4th weekend that's also kind of why i wanted to wait um Get another episode out because This is going to be a long one folks This is going to be a compilation Of all of my trips uh, For the next couple days I in the span of What nine days I have seven shows How cool is that It's for really any You know wrestler that wants to make it Big this is Definitely one of those moments you get to feel Like a big shot because it's you get to Be a part time wrestler for basically You know a week or two which is, how cool is that? So, let me break it down. So, uh, I'm heading to Waukesha. I'm a few miles away from there. I, I, that kicks everything off on the 29th of June. The next two days, I'll be at Summerfest in Milwaukee, June 30th and July 1st. July 2nd, I'm off, so I'm going to hang out at a hotel, enjoy maybe a little bit of a swimming pool action, and uh, do some gaming because I brought my PS4 because I'm an asshole. Um, July 3rd, back in, back at it in Franklin, Wisconsin for their July 4th festival. Uh, July 4th, wrestling in Waterton, uh, Waterton, Wisconsin for their July 4th festival. July 5th and 6th, got to go back to uh, the regular shoot job, um, but it'll be a nice little, uh, you know, just just recharge recharge go back home that's the first time i'm going home initially i was going to come back uh to lacrosse on monday with my day off but i figured it made way more sense just to stay in town because even though i'm going to spend a little bit more in that hotel it's just i didn't think it was worth spending all that money on the gas just to maybe be home for an hour or two um but again just the idea of you know, uh, here on Monday, just hanging out. But then Thursday and Friday, get to recharge the batteries. Get to be home. I have to work, but that's all right. It's a two-day week work week. Who cares? And then uh, Saturday, RCCW Riverfest, and we'll cross. And then finishing everything off Sunday, ICW in Milwaukee. So, and that's why I wanted to save. This episode for to be kind of a longer one. That's why I waited two weeks to record because it's going to be about two weeks worth of recordings, interviews, hopefully every day, uh, some correspondence, some you know narration, I don't know, some some diary entries, I guess. This is basically a wrestling diary uh, as I get ready to kick things off, and you know I just want to thank everybody that uh, you. <laughs> Hey, I'm not even at the venue. I'm already thanking people. Bruce City Wrestling, R- RCCW, River City Championship Wrestling, um, and I.C.W. Insane Championship Wrestling, Milwaukee. Um, I just want to thank those guys for letting me do what I love to do and having this awesome opportunity to seriously wrestle seven shows in nine to ten days. How cool is that? So we're gonna kick things off at Bruce City Wrestling in a few minutes. Uh, not far away from the venue. Uh, over at the Elks Lodge, hopefully get an interview there, hopefully get some more interviews, hopefully, I don't know. I hear so much about Summerfest, I hear about how cool that is, and honestly, that's what I'm excited for. That's what I waited to use all of my vacation days for, and now I get a chance to do it, and honestly, guys, it's it's a dream come true. I can say that. So here was the thing that I noticed throughout the uh, the course of the days that I was on the road here. Uh All that time with BCW, I kind of got lazy with the idea of, oh, if I miss an interview one day, then maybe I can get another day. And then I kind of realized the more and more that we were going through the shows, that there was just so much that was going to be going on that I really didn't have a way uh, to sit down with people, even for five minutes. And really, too, it was a matter of trying to figure out the people that I did want to shoot interviews with. So that is gonna be an underlining feature. So I had really high hopes for this, but as a director's note, uh, not nearly the expectation that I had for this when I uh, filmed this. But anyways, moving on to the next part. It is day two of the, what, nine day tour, I guess, technically? Um, Well, seven day tour, I guess factoring in that there's two days that I'm not doing anything. But anyways, it's day two. Uh, Bruce City Wrestling, first show uh, at Show yesterday, good show. Um, got to work with uh, GPA and Lou Zer. Um GPA is something else, man. He's super, super solid in the ring. And uh, he's one of those guys that uh, is really good about social media. He actually made a post about how, um, because he tweeted about the show, fans came out because they found out there was a show so it's one of those guys that uh, if he's talking about promote your shit that probably should be promoting your shit myself included but got some errands done before uh, meeting up with the rest of the crew to go to Summerfest um, now I'm going to head over to the parking right now and uh, get acquainted over there get some, uh, got some new boot laces because my other ones were threaded got a new haircut in reality I just kind of shaved off some of my hair it's been a kind of a nice, chill Saturday morning. Just kind of getting some stuff done. So AC still doesn't work in my car, so uh, I'm sweating sweating uh, like a politician under oath. Nice. Got him. Just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, Summerfest. Really excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, side note, um, there was one of the the person that cut my hair today at Grey Clips. Um, she was talking about how she has a brother that... Uh, body, got body slammed to the point where he actually got a bald patch. So, (laughs) I don't, I can honestly say that in the 10 years I've been doing this, I've never once heard of somebody getting body slammed that they lost hair over it. Um, obviously he's grown it back according to her, but man, that would, that would suck to be the guy. It's like, Hey, remember when you lost your hair off getting slammed? But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun little, uh, nugget of
1: information
0: yeah it's super hot out we gotta get some water i guess some of the dehydrate, cool down yeah i need to dehydrate that's what i need to do in the hot sun no i need to hydrate see i'm already so dehydrated my brain is trying to kill me but um yeah so it's been be it's gonna be a lot of fun as i sound like porky pig i should probably end this so again Summerfest. uh On paper, it would have been really cool to do some interviews at Summerfest, but uh, we were walking around, we were shooting videos, we were doing stuff with the Fair Fight Championship, which you can check out on my Instagram or Twitter, and you can even search hashtag BCW247 and you'll see all the videos from all that shenanigans. Uh, So I didn't really have a time to really sit down doing do an interview. Um, Doing an interview, yeah, totally. I know how to speak English, obviously. Uh, But... To make up for that, here's a little bit of a clip of Jerry the ref's really terrible driving, um, and the reactions to everybody with him on the interstate. So here you go. Hold up. Hold
2: Listen, don't leave, or as it... this.
1: Oh Here we go. Woo! <laughs> All right, now. My God! Jerry All right. drives there. like a fucking maniac! Jesus Christ! Don't worry, Battle Cat will get us there. But will Battle Cat get us there alive? Yes. the Yes. He's a beast. I bet you we could run JP off the road and barely have a dent on this He's thing. He's got kids in the fucking car. Good point. Let's let them out first. That's so evil. What? All right. All right. Fuck, it's 94 already. Yep. And we're going yeah. west. Yeah. Oh, if anybody needs, I got sunscreen. Three cans of it. He said he has eight kisses. If you're albino like me, you need it. So Sean, you don't need any. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already put some on earlier. He didn't want to turn purple.
0: Actually, Sean, I'm surprised you don't want to get burned since you like your burgers and steaks like cooked oh to God, right?
1: charcoal. Good char on it it takes brilliant. me like an hour and a half to make a
2: mistake. It's
1: yeah. called a waste of money. That's that's called a brick.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't want to eat a brick. I want to eat letter. a steak. Yeah, a shoe leather. If it
2: moves, it's
1: better. No. Jesus Christ, you're If, if it moves, me. it's that's a lot. That's what seatbelts are for. You're good. You're in the back seat. You got nothing to worry about. I'm in the middle, so I can fly right through. No. Well, it's true. Do you have a seatbelt on? Nope. Well, well there you go. It's your fault. It's your fault here.
0: parking pass in here somewhere. Did you lose the parking pass already?
1: No, it's right there. about
0: Fantastic.
1: Six Flags. <laughs> hey, I've never gotten an accident with anybody else in the vehicle. You guys are safe. All right, somebody knock on wood right now.
2: What wood? Exactly.
1: We're boned. Hey. Double entendre. We got, and now if we ram anybody, it's rookies, so we're good. in front of us and I oh my god So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk. What we talk about? Wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash the Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five! Yeah! Hey, everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network.
0: I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guest interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on regular guy gaming. Check us out. Oh, hello. Do you like talking about life and the fun you have with your friends and games you play with each other and memories you've had over the course of time. (sighs) Nothing's better than family folks and here at the Ross Family Podcast, we really love having fun. Myself, Jack Spade, Victor Ross, Scott Williams. My turtle. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, who the hell are you, Isaac? This isn't your room. So it is 7 40 on a Monday and we're off to do some wrestling shows myself and Aesop Mitchell. Yo. So uh you have kind of an interesting predicament because you're at frontline and where are you gonna be wrestling these next three days? I'll be at the Great Lakes Naval Base down on North Chicago. So uh first time wrestling at a naval base? Uh yeah I don't think too many people can say they've They've gotten to wrestle on one before. I I can't say that. No. And how long have you been working? Ten years. There you go. There you go. So uh, how, tell me about the process of wrestling on a naval base because you can't just walk in, in there and say, hey, I'm I'm with the show, brother.
1: Lots of background checks, lots of paperwork that needs to be printed out, and it uh, it's going to be well worth it. Uh, it's definitely
0: something that I'm looking forward to, and to have five shows in three days wrestling, a uh, whole bunch of new talent too, uh, which is something that the promoters are really stressing. Is that he he wants to see new matchups. So and that's something that I always love. So I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So then you got that. You got uh, RCCW with me at Saturday, and then ICW on Sunday. So yep. uh, no shortages of wrestling on your end either. No, like two days off. It's gonna it's gonna be a
1: long, long week. <laughs>
0: So, after I left Aesop's place after staying there overnight, uh, Monday basically just kind of had an off day. You know, he had to leave roughly around eight, couldn't really check into my hotel until about 11. Was over in McQuanago. And um, basically, what I did was sat and went to Marcus Theater, grabbed a couple movies, uh, went to go see Solo, the Star Wars story, and then also went to go see Uncle Drew. And, you know, not a bad way to spend a Monday morning, especially when you don't have anything better to do because you're kind of out you know, out, out of your hometown, I guess, and you don't really know what the local scenery is like. Um, got to the hotel. Still had to wait about an hour because I was still a little bit early. Uh, <laughs> um, had to do some laundry because Summerfest, um, despite the fact that there were two really good shows the sunday show got rained out got just my all my gear was super soaked um so when i was checking in i just asked if there was a laundromat and he's like actually there is one literally across the street so i walked over there with my gear did some laundry uh took a call for a phone interview with quit trip spoiler didn't get the job didn't move on to the second round uh after the phone interview but that's okay um but it was funny because uh, one of the questions was, okay, so uh, a lot of the uh, responsibilities of this type of job that you're applying for is a lot of time on the road, will that work for you? (laughs) And uh, I was happy to say, it's like, actually, you're calling me while I'm on the road for this. I'm not at home right now, I'm at McQuanago. I'm doing stuff for the road, so I wouldn't enjoy traveling if I, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't enjoy traveling, rather. That's probably why I didn't get the job, is because I kept uh, spitting up all my words and putting them in the direct order. But anyways, not important. Um did some live streaming at the at the hotel, uh swam in the pool, just kind of kicked back and enjoyed uh you know a day off while I was on the road and then got back to the shows at Franklin and then after the show in Franklin on Tuesday. All right, so back in Franklin, uh we had the show, good turnout, everything, you know, good good show overall. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about was about the the after, after show, because basically after the ring was torn down, uh, you and Frank basically told all the students of the Thumper's Den that they're going to stick around for at least half an hour, and why would you do it?
3: Uh, it's simple. Um, when I first started, uh, we used to always go out after the shows, and, and you'd... You'd stay with, you know, whether it be a bar, you'd get in a car with somebody or whatever, because that was the best place to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you could uh, pick the vet's brains. Right. You could, um, you get that bonding, you know, the brotherhood. Uh, you said something last night about being in a fraternity. Yeah. You know, and that's what wrestling is. It's a fraternity. Roddy Piper used to say that. And that's where you get that. So I, I just told the students, hey, hang out for a half hour, and I'm going to explain why. You know, um, Plus, too, one thing I did leave out is, you know, half hour at a sponsor. Sponsor paid for you to be there. Right. Spend a half hour there, you know. You
0: buy a couple of beers, prove that it's, it's worth them to invest in that company.
3: Exactly, exactly. And then you also get to, you know, you learn more outside of the ring than you do in the ring. You know, mm-hmm. in the ring, yeah, you learn how to bump, you learn how to ring position, you learn how to sell and all that. But outside, you know, you can, you can learn psychology, you can learn about a character, you can learn you know pretty much everybody has a different story you right. know you get to hear stories of guys and and who knows maybe a booker hears you telling your story and they might see something in that and they they might say hey this is really good we should make a storyline out of this yeah you never know you know
0: and i i think what was interesting about it is so the 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 timeline of events was hey you guys sit around for half an hour no bucks mm-hmm. we'll explain in a minute and then you know we all circled around, so you know the, all the vets were in the outside circle, and the inside circle was all the, the students. And then we you know had a powwow session that I think honestly took 15 minutes out of that you know mandatory 30 minute time. You know vets talking about why it was so important. We got to uh, you know we heard so many different reasons of why it's so important. Right. And then I think the second that everything was all said and done. They took it to heart because then all of a sudden, you know, you had guys, you know, turning around, talking to vets, asking about um, gimmicks, about characters, stuff like that. And I don't think there was a single person that wasn't in a group or discussion whatsoever.
3: Well, it carried over to today, too, because you saw a lot of those students riding with vets. Yep. You know, I uh, we did the parade, and we did, uh, you know, we had to break down the cars and stuff like that. You saw a mixture of veterans and, and students, and I know the students that were with me constantly asking questions. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were hanging out and just drinking beer the other night, we went to Applebee's afterwards, a lot of the students came with yeah,
0: were asking questions, you know. We had, what, a giant table for, like, 20? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, and, and, like,
3: you could tell in a lot of the students' attitudes, and, like, you could just see in just a one-day... A change in in some of their ring approach to ring work or the roughing, you know what I mean, and and they're getting it, you know, right. hey, like because you know I I teach the students, you know, but I I can only teach them so much. They might learn some more from you, from a roadhouse, from a a Stacy Shadows, you know. Um, and, and wrestling's like a, a stew take a little bit of this a little bit of this throw it in your pot mix it together and make it your own right you know but if you're not talking to the ingredients you can't make your stew
0: yeah exactly i mean and to to your point i mean they they might take what you and frank say to heart but at the end of the day you know it means that much more if Someone outside of their their trainers, their you know their teachers, mm-hmm. are saying the exact same things. Like, oh, you know, Matt said the same thing about that. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe he knows a thing or two. Exactly. God forbid. Yeah, um, and
3: I, I think that that last night in the powwow, they they saw that because I'd said some stuff, and then it was reiterated probably three or four times mm-hmm. by three or four different people.
0: Right. And I think um, just just to share the timeline because show ended about nine o'clock, nine o five. Yep. Uh, ring was torn down basically about nine thirty ish. The ninety minute powwow was mandatory. We left the fairgrounds at ten forty five because they wouldn't sell beer anymore. Yep. Of course, that was that was kind of a deal breaker. Also, the uh, person at Taco Slam was definitely sleeping. Yes. So, but.
3: Uh, and then she woke up when she realized raspers were there. Oh
0: yeah, uh, yeah, tacos. And then mm-hmm. tried to
3: talk us into eating tacos, and we were like, "No, we're going to Applebee's." Yeah.
0: So <laughs> so we left about ten forty five ish. And then went to Applebee's, which is about seven-minute drive away. And so we were there basically from 11 to close, which is at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Like, we closed down Applebee's. Yep. So for a lot of people that were just forced, like, you know, 30 minutes max or minimum, that's all you have to stick around for. Yeah. And all the people, I don't think a single person really left early. I think everybody that left, all the students, they left after Applebee's. So go figure, forcing them to, to go out and socialize ended up being a... Really yeah. profitable thing for them.
3: And you could see, like I said, today when we were doing everything, you could see friendships being formed. You could see uh, mentorships being formed. Yeah. You could see um, the comfort level in the locker room was bigger. There wasn't uh, the tension between students and vets. There weren't clicks, Exactly. Yeah, And I hate clicks in locker rooms, you no. know? Like lock, especially those locker rooms,
0: are so small anyway. How can you have clicks and yeah. be like isolating that little small area?
3: Like that's the best thing about Ring of Honor. There's no clicks. Everybody gets along. Everybody, yeah. everybody shares a locker room and we're all having a good time, you know. But it's because everybody talks, everybody hangs out, everybody, you know. Not everybody has the same. You know, like I like going out and drinking a couple of beers. The young bucks don't go and drink beers, but we still hang out. Sure. You know. And uh, now that the students, I think last night, I, it was kind of a doesn't uh I. Opening moment for them show today, Now we'll, the real test we'll see after the Elk show coming, or I'm sorry, the Monroe show on the 22nd. Yeah, we'll see what happens there.
0: Also, shocker the beer city bruiser likes to drink a couple beers. After a show. <laughs> yeah, go th- I don't go think anybody saw that coming. Nobody,
3: even though <laughs> you know, I had a margarita last night at Applebee's.
0: <laughs> so, after six days on the road in the Milwaukee area, you know, Franklin, Milwaukee, uh, Summerfest, McGuanago, all that stuff. Finally made it home uh, late Wednesday night, Thursday and Friday, had to go back to work. really hard to really start off the work week on a Thursday and um, a lot a little bit of keep up but not a ton of keep up necessarily needed. Um, like I said, it was just really hard to get back into the swing of things after being gone on the road for so many times. Um, but tried to you know get keep myself busy moving forward into saturday and sunday saturday we were over at riverfest a huge show with that um really enjoyed uh the stuff i always enjoy being at riverfest uh for the second time there um didn't really do any interviews uh did a promo afterwards about how it, what it meant to to be doing the show uh if you want to check it out you can go to the rccw facebook page facebook.com slash river city cw not gonna put that in here because uh the volume and all this is probably gonna get peaked and then you're just like wow i'm turning this off you probably already turned this off at this point um but then sunday uh the last day of the show was over at icw back in milwaukee of course um basically i've already determined that if i become a ghost my ghost is gonna haunt interstate i-90 i-94 because that's where i basically spent all of my life <laughs> um but uh we did a icw fan appreciation day and um before the show started they did kind of a QA session so i recorded uh some of the stuff uh from corp robinson he's a deathmatch superstar if you're familiar with them um he had some stories from jcw bunny mania and uh we'll just share those i guess for uh the fan appreciation let's let's go to corp
2: so it's been a minute since I hosted one of these damn things and good old dysfunction handed me the damn mic. <laughs> yep, fuckers are behind me. Alright, so we'll do this real quick, easy start Y'all know who the fuck I am. I know you guys. These cats behind me I'll see you for a minute, so... I'm gonna start this off. Anybody got any certain questions or anything? they one stories. Look, this is another thing. If you got children here, you might want an earplug because I am very fucking uncensored. So this is kind of a radio q and a session. So I'm gonna tell you the truth. And my daughter's standing right there. She'll fucking tell you too. So, any questions? Anything going on? Well, you don't want to Terry, talk? Funk story. Terry Funk story. I got a couple Terry Funk stories. Uh, I booked Terry Funk at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Um, he's like kind of like a second grandfather to me. I had to talk to him like well, probably probably a year straight before I brought him in. And uh, first thing he said was, uh, we brought him to the gathering and I had a, a weapons match. We did a double death tag team deal before the Bloody Mania deal with Terry Funk was, ref- uh, he was actually wrestling Roddy Roddy Piper that night. So we had Terry Funk versus Roddy Piper in the main event. And uh, Terry, Terry McFoley came up to me. He was like, you are a fucking idiot. I was like, well, I learned from YouTube. You know what I'm i mean, I watched you land in a bunch of fucking barbed bar wire and cut yourself up in Japan. I'm just trying to live up to what you two are doing. He's like, well, God damn, you don't got to do it 45 fucking times. He's like, they get the point. You jumped off a fucking balcony, you set yourself on fire, you punched that dude's nose off. He's like, what the fuck else you going to do? I said, well, watch bloody man and you'll see. So uh, after that point, Terry was like... Uh, He was like, man, I got a lot of respect for you. You do a good job. You work your ass off, you know, booking everything. And he said, then you go out and you put on a really good show. Most guys don't do that shit. This is one of the very few that bust his ass putting on shows and also give a good show. But he learned from That's very rare in this business. You have to watch Dianne Rodney, you know. (laughs) Bang, bang. Uh, I told you I'm uncensored, tonight. I'm getting low on beer. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, well I'm fucking. Alright. Uh, so the following year Terry Funk managed me. So it was me, me and Terry Funk. It was Mike Knox and the, uh Wilkes. And um, who the fuck was the other guy? There's another fucking guy there, yeah. But uh in the main, Terry comes in and starts stabbing what? Mike Dunn's his big ass with a fork. What? <laughs> and he was like, "Court, I thought he was shooting on me." <laughs> I was like, "No, Terry, I was selling." He was like, "God damn it, kid, quit selling so fucking good." <laughs> well, shit. All right. So yeah, there's my Terry phone story. Yeah, nice Next, just, Terry. Oh. I don't. I don't do it good enough for you know what I'm saying. Like if I could do it good. I can do it. sheik you know me. Give me some fucking crack. <laughs> That's the Sheik's favorite thing. <laughs> what? Vader. Vader, La- Vader story. I got one. We brought the same thing and brought him to the gathering. Uh, and he was he was sitting in the back getting his mask and shit on. And uh, he said, uh, "Corp, you got a bunch of." It's, uh, it's called The Gathering of the it's like, you know, It's kind of their thing. Yeah, they're painted up their weird, new, stupid shit all fucking week. He was like, well, if somebody fucking robs me, I'm going to kill them. I said, well, if somebody fucking robs you, we'll kill them. You ain't got to worry about that shit. I said, most of these juggles are pretty decent. They're, but there's a few idiots, and we beat the piss out of them, and that's just how it goes. <laughs> And uh, he was like, all right. He's like, that's just a, uh, that's a security thing, I think. I'm like, well, when you're dealing with the fucking clowns, you're dealing with security issues. Oh, yeah, there's my baby. My baby, yeah. When he pressed his soul, too. Damn, I mean, all these motherfuckers dying on us. All right, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Next, 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 next. Shoot. When are you censored? When am I censored? Yeah. M-Day K-Shows, M-Day K, yeah, M-Day K-Shows, it's like, uh, K-E-O, yeah, well, whatever the fuck Silas the Fed's called, <laughs> those are, uh, those are I'm censored on, but I always make sure, even there, I'm PG-13, <laughs> I'm not completely censored. that's a lot, PG-13 is a lot, one fuck. Yeah, right,
1: one fuck. What? fuck, I thought it was a fuck. <laughs>
2: Hey, fun. anything for any of these fellows or this just all shooting at me
0: so admittedly uh the q a although it was a really cool idea the the problem is that um nobody really wanted to talk so even though corp was happy to share stories and uh kind of keep the flow of it going so that way people didn't feel like they were wasting their time doing the bonus vip you know the the extra money that they add into the ticket sales for that um the problem is is that he wanted to make the most of it and some people didn't really want to talk at all some people uh would be fed the mic and they're like no i don't want to talk um and then of course the people that did talk um (laughs) uh derek if you're listening um you probably know exactly how people react to the people picking up the mic derek st holmes uh Shoot to Scott Marciano, those people that I was sitting next to you uh, that we were giving dirty looks to when they were uh, sharing their times of, quote, back when I was a rookie. <sighs> we'll leave it at that. Anyways, back to more court.
2: Kevin Nash. I was with Kevin. It was Kevin and Scott. And they were, uh, again, we, we, me and Scott wrestled the main event of Bloody Mania in front of 10,000 people. Probably one of the biggest shows I ever did. Uh, and Scott, I was beating Scott for the world title and if you know Scott Hall, he's not known for deathmatch wrestling. He don't really like the landing, mob wire, dump packs, and things like yeah. that. But this particular night, he took the boot camp in the dump packs. So uh, me and Scott's going over, and Big Kev comes up. He's a big son of a bitch. And uh, he's like, uh, So whose idea was this? And I'm like, Well, sure the fuck wasn't mine. You know, Scott's idea here. He goes, Well, how many drugs you doing? I'm like, why am I always the one getting involved with always doing the drugs with me. Like, what the fuck? He's like, Well, it's just normal, Corp. It's the thing around here, and you're the one that gets blamed for the shit. I was like, Well, Cav, I've only met you for fifteen minutes and you know the shit. So, uh Scott went along and said, no, that's my idea. I want to, I want to do something cool from these fans. And Plus, uh, I don't think landing in thumbtacks is going to be that bad. I think it'll be all right. Well, he never took the boot camp before <laughs> and didn't realize I was going to drop him on his head into this shit. So I hit, it comes down to the finish. I hit Scott Hall with the boot camp into the thumbtacks. First thing he says was, I need another fucking two grains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not fucking paying. <laughs> you got to talk to Joe and Joey about that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's what Scott all stories. Now you got same Sandman, no Necro Butcher. Oh, I got a store. Necro used to live right <laughs> here. So... <laughs> There are kids here, so I'm not going to tell all the stories. <laughs> but, uh, see, when Necro first came up from Texas, he, he came. He was trying to make a name, so he came out of the Mid-South. He didn't have nowhere to stay or anything like that, so he lived with me. Well, that meant to John Williams and every other fucking promoter in the world poking us against each other. So we would, me and Necro would literally wrestle... In Louisville, Edmondsville, Detroit, Milwaukee. So, about six days a week, I'd wrestle Necro Butcher. Well, you learn when you wrestle Necro Butcher that your punch is better laid And you better hit him a whole lot faster than he's gonna hit you. Because uh, Necro's got one of the fucking hardest heads and hardest punches in his business. And, I don't know if you know this about Necro. He's also one of the most intelligent men in the world. You know, he, hes a fucking genius. Like I'm a fucking retard, and I, I gladly accept that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an intelligent son of a bitch. I can beat people up well. I can drink well. I can do things like that well. As far as being intellectual and things like that, I am not that guy. You know, I leave that shit to Necro but You know. He made that shit, but me and Dylan was doing a, a trip through uh, where we, we did a double tables match on fire in Evansville, and then we did a barefoot thumbtack match at IWA, and then we did a light tooth fucking uh, lumberjack match in uh, southern Indiana, and then we were blowing it off for here in Carmine 9 at MAW, and uh, I was actually getting ready to wrestle CM Punk for the world title. So. I was beating up Necro and setting up pump coming in. Well, so we're on the sixth day. And we're about midway through the match. And Necro finally is like, Court, I think we done too much. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? He's like, I don't want to take another fucking bump. I said, "Dylan, we're five minutes into the match. He said, I don't give a fuck. We've wrestled 25 times this week. I'm done bumping bitch. That means I gotta start bumping. <laughs> so I commenced to start bumping all over the fucking building in the Knights of Columbus. And then I realized he wasn't fucking playing. So then I got pissed off. So then I started taking the light tubes set up for Ian and uh, Hardcore Craig. Well, they didn't get no light tubes because i commenced to beating Necro Butcher with them light tubes <laughs> until the match was over. And uh, yeah, he took the boot camp. We went home, Sam Punk, and Adam Pierce ran in. And we set up the world title match. But, uh, yeah, I got some fucking Necro stories. All right, next, where we at? Your dad. Where's your dad? Uh, Chase. He's got a lot of fucking stories, too. And he's over here bullshit not telling any of them. So now, I'm glad you called him out. <laughs>
1: Take a big chop from the hammer and it sucks. So I figure I'm going to feed around to the other corner and I'll take another chop. He must not want to go around the ring because he comes over and the elbow. smashes his elbow inside side of my face. We were done walking around the ring. <laughs> uh, you're, you're Kevin Thorne, he's my boy. I did, a, I did a casket match with Kevin Thornton, and put him in the casket, <laughs> oh, no, and I went over to back disgusted. and says, You just made me 5-0 in casket matches.
0: You son of a bitch. I'm about 6-13. If <laughs> I had not old man, I wouldn't have put you over.
2: <laughs> but my first name that I ever got to work with, I started a 6-man tag against Kevin Nash, so... He's definitely a big motherfucker. <laughs>
1: you
2: call that just got shot on by your kid. <laughs> You got a honky-tonk story? Really? Nothing you go around a honky-tonk Sword? Y'all young, son of a like You probably. No honky stories? Fuck you, all right. Well, you got a small one? All right, well, come on. Uh, so honky-tonk man was on shows on. I was scheduled
1: to be a fan bringing weapons, go figure. But honky didn't want to follow it, so he made us go
2: in the main event. Because he was telling. I know that's because he did the same shit to us. I got all the people here. If did my job, you wouldn't have a Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh- Well the thing the thing about Honky is he's about as monkey. And he, he, he is a firm believer in trying to jack you up for more money. <laughs> um, so what he would do is we book, we booked him like three different times. He came in. And each time he tried to get more money. Now, the last time, we're already... I told Joe and them, hey, dumbasses, he's going to hit us for more money before he goes out. Because his deal would be, he'd wait until the other guy got in the ring that he was supposed to wrestle. Then he'd be like, I'm not going out until you pay me my money. So, what we would do, we would add two other guys to the match. (laughs) And then, we told him, hey, Honky, you're not getting any fucking money Unless you go out. You done jacked it, which I lowballed the shit out of him anyway. So we really didn't have to pay him a lot anyway. (laughs) He was wanting a grand. We gave him 500. Then we gave him a grand in the end. So that way he made out. But he wanted two grand on his way out. So he was like, all right, well, honky, if you want to do that, then we're going to go ahead and make this a weapons battle. (laughs) Well, he took the grand and we didn't do the weapons battle. (laughs) royal. Alright, where we at? Where we at? You guys got any questions? Anything bring
1: Just Jake? Yeah. Just Jake's nobody, yeah.
2: Jake, they got questions for you. I don't know, he didn't tell me a question. What do you want to ask me? Just had Yeah, he's gonna kick some ass, tonight. Hey Jake, we're going fishing soon. Yes? All right, me and Jake's going fishing. Hey, where you going, you fuck? You think you're just gonna skate by and head toward the pizza? You know I got a microphone in my hand, you ain't gonna come talk to nobody. You can come on back by, you've been around this for fucking 20 years. Tell us a story about <laughs> it. Get the big man some I know you got some stories too. Why don't you say something about the first time you said- uh, uh, first First They want to know about your first moonsault. Come on, uh, yeah. not remember Come on, time I the first time I did it. Come
1: trying it out before a
2: show, and I actually have to give all the credit to Kirk, because uh, it's in the ring, it's in the ring. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And Kurt was like, you're either you're gonna fucking do it or you're not gonna do it. So do it or get, get out the ring or you know, whatever. So I finally just did it. It we was standing on something that time, and I was doing it out. Know, do it. But so, like Kirk said, if you to do it, you just to, 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 to do it. That was the first time I did it, and I think the first time I did it off the rope, the top rope. It was from Bruce City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was at <laughs> 9.58. No, no, but that was the first time I did it. That's when I'm there. I was like, alright, here we go. Doing some <laughs> of <the boys>. and <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it from all the people's <laughs> and There's no good if I die. I'll have to stay in a second. Yeah. You guys, you guys. Fuck, you coming to me with a moonsault? So- yeah. Damn. I'll take it though I'll take it either. You took 1-1 Oh you're damn right You did You better take every fucking thing We give you Alright we got anything else This Disc- Kurt Boss You just ran in the back The boss is making his way. Ah, questions are for you now, sir. Oh, uh, well, all right, I'll give him the fucking mic. Here. Dysfunction. Uh, the question is. Is the only reason Matt Longtime isn't in ICW is because he's going to take every
1: piece of gold in that entire locker room?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, Bob, you got Longtime's music. to fucking talk about long time. Like, the man's out here trying to book your shows and everything fucking going and you drug him all the way out here for fucking Matt Long. And Matt like, oh, Now, I'm going to do you a favor. If Matt Longtime shows up, I'm going to you right the <laughs> now. Anybody got any real questions for the boss is out here? No. All right. Well, then we're cutting this over. No more questions. Everything's done. It's been a pleasure. With
0: so the Q and A it ended on a very weird note. Uh, one of the fans was celebrating their birthday. So Jack Blackwell, Cato and, uh, Viana, Miss Hatred, whatever you want to call her, Taylor, uh, they basically did a raunchy lap dance for the fan in the middle of the ring. I get it's ICW, I get it's rated R, I get that, you know, the use of, uh, the F-bomb and a bunch of raunchy stuff is pretty much the norm, but I kind of wish I could have bleached my eyes after that, um, not my cup of tea. Anyways, Uh, but yeah, huge, uh, huge stretch of days for wrestling. Uh, this episode is super late and I apologize for that and, uh, probably not going to have another episode coming up in, uh, anytime in the near future, but I do have plenty of stuff going on. So I will be recording. It's just a matter of getting things all set up, uh, and working out in the right place. And that's the thing too, is that even though if I plan for, oh, I'm going to be on the road three days in a row, cool, we'll get some stuff. Then it's like, okay, well, I forgot to get an interview here. I forgot to get an interview there. Um, So if it works out, it works out. If not, um, I will for sure try to get something after the first weekend of August. Um, Upcoming shows. Uh, The next three weekends I got are going to be super busy, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, This upcoming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, BCW in Waukesha, Wisconsin, WPW in Two Rivers, Wisconsin, and then... ICW, uh, we just talked about them back in Milwaukee, so that would be a good time. The first weekend of August, BCW uh, at the Wisconsin State Fair on Thursday, August 2nd, and then August 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I'm going to be going down to Tennessee. That's super exciting for USA Championship Wrestling. Now, granted, I say I'm going there doesn't necessarily mean that I'm booked there, Um, like I always say, my disclaimer on my note, just because I say that I'm going there doesn't necessarily mean that I'm booked. Um, but really I turned out a couple of bookings for this trip down to Tennessee. I'll admit it, um, mainly because how many times can I say I'm going to be able to go down to Tennessee? Not many often, uh, not many chances can I really say that. So I'm really, really looking forward to doing that with Jason Prentice and Devlin Kane. Um, should be a fun time. Definitely going to be recording something. Uh, for the trip down south and then uh august 10th it's gonna be rccw's four-year anniversary myself versus mr ken anderson super excited for that one and then on the 11th back at project four city wrestling had my first show there uh last week really great time over there can't wait to go back and then on the 12th the ross family matters Podcast is going to be putting on the ross family barbecue so come on, check it out. In Milwaukee, they have a event page on their Facebook page. You can check it out at facebook.com slash Ross Family Matters Podcast. Um, just search the Ross Family Matters Podcast on Facebook and you'll find it. At The event page, it's a bell beefer from Taco Bell. Um, bring your own food. They'll cook it. Bring your own beer and beverages and everything. Um, they're also going to do a special thing where uh, all the guests, they'll get a chance to maybe answer a question out of the hat and do a discussion. So uh, that's kind of a cool concept that they're going to be doing so i'm happy to be in, ten- in attendance for that so that about wraps it up here for the lonesome road thank you very much for tuning in be sure to check out my facebook page facebook.com slash ac riley wi twitter instagram playstation network at wrong alex riley got a youtube page that i'm starting to get more content up for live streams youtube uh, youtube.com slash riles R-I-L-E-S-B-I-N-I-L-E-S uh, working on live streams of Dragon Age Inquisition, Fallout 4 Survival Mode, finished up Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, and working on a brand new live streams, uh, two new brand new live streams, LA Noir and Detroit Become Human, so a bit of the uh, noir style uh, gameplay where there's a lot of cinematic stuff, but I'm really excited to be doing those playthroughs. And then also check out my Pro Wrestling Tees page, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Riley. I'll say that again because I kind of fucked up ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/WrongAlexRiley got some shirts there available for sale. Um, while I try to get some physical copies to sell at shows, but until then, if you want to get a shirt, that's how you do it. Thank you very much for supporting me. Thank you very much for supporting the Grapple Talk Network. Check them out. Ross Family Matters podcast. We talked about them. Talked about uh, Regular Guy Gaming, and also talking about uh, the flagship, of course, uh, the Grapple Talk. Uh, you know, the Grapple Talk Show. It's Grapple Talk, part of the Grapple Talk network. It's the flagship. They're talking about a ton of good stuff. They just did a, a, an episode, as far as I know, part one of two of a series about booking. So that's definitely an interesting conversation. The last couple episodes, they did one about growing out of wrestling. So they're going away from the news... Uh, news kind of topics and what's going on and just kind of talking about some discussions and uh, making some conversation. And that's what podcasts should be. It should be literally having a conversation with somebody and feeling like you're part of it, even though you're just listening to a podcast. So um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you in the next video. Wait, wrong. We will see you in the next podcast. That works. Use take two.
2: Look down, look down that lonesome road before you try.